the D and D plunge. It's just a little too much to do the voice. We dabble in we game. dabble in that level though. We dabble in we that don't, level. We, we do. I dip my foot. I in. stop at the. I'm a I stop, at, I stop at the the character. I think becoming a character, making a voice. Really? I want to come to the board game as Noah. As me. I think that and would be play. really fun though. You are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. I'm in the reactor, as always, with my brother, Adam. Hey, what's up? I'm Adam. Ready to go today. We've got a great, great topic. Okay, going to have a disclaimer at the top, but Adam, before we get to that, gripes, digestions. I have a gripe. Yeah, what's your gripe? Um, when people come over to your house and they mm-hmm. put... Me? Is it me? It might be you. And they put the the dog leash on the counter where you eat food. That's just a right, lack Right, like of, a fecal dog leash. They put the fecal leash on the counter. This is a lack of respect. Right. I have a gripe about you when you come over to my house and you take a LaCroix. So everyone knows yeah. LaCroix. Okay. Everyone knows it. And you basically drink two sips of it. And you wound it and then you leave. Right. Okay, just you, just leave the croy for others. You've, you, one number one, you've used this gripe before, and number two, I never do that. Anymore. But it's a real gripe. Last a gripe, time gripe. I, I dumped my croy. I actually had you. I had a different gripe ready to go over the podcast, but since you brought up a gripe against me, I gripe attacked you. Yeah, you gripe attacked. But me. but, but okay, I, so I gripe defended against you. My gripe was fecal leashes on the counter where you eat. It's not really appropriate. Thing Talk about do. eating and fecal. How's your digestion? Uh, <laughs> My digestion is going to feel better after this coffee, but I feel like, in general, I feel like an eggplant. And uh, Tell the people what you're doing. Uh, I'm on week two of vegetarianism, and things are moving in strange ways. Not fun ways. How's yours? Um, good. I went in your guest bathroom, and so we're, we're all good now. How's okay. my guest bathroom? <laughs> your guest bathroom, I'm good. Your guest bathroom is not good. Okay, and that brings us to the, to the to our topic today, Adam. Yeah. Okay, a great topic. Is monogamy natural or an artificial construct? Okay, and now it brings me to the disclaimer. Babe, love you. We're just sci- scientifically going through We're the topic. Scientifically Doesn't mean I feel this. any way, which way or, or what about it. Yeah. Okay, we're just going through it scientifically. This is the breakup podcast. <laughs> otherwise known is monogamy natural or artificial contract otherwise known as the breakup podcast yeah this is the one that kills it for both of us <laughs> absolutely so um, it was a good run i was really excited to to, to research this topic because yeah. i think it's i think it's really interesting yeah it's something i think about all the time you know I, why why do you think about it all the time because i'm in a monogamous relationship that's right so are you that's right in a happy happy monogamous relationship right okay so again babe okay disclaimer disclaimer Scient- all right we're looking at this as scientists in beginnings that don't suck Yes. Adam has 60 seconds to tell us about monogamy. Yeah. Ready? You, re- you ready, big guy? Yeah. Give it to us. Okay. In three, two, one. Monogamy is the act in which an individual only has one partner during their lifetime or the widely practiced serial monogamy in which a person may have one partner at any one time. Monogamy is found in birds like the New Zealand caca. It's found in mammals like the gray wolf, Noah, and birds like the barn owl, second bird. It is also common in human societies since the advent of agriculture and the issue of monogamy as a natural or artificial construct is hotly debated. Hotly debated. Is monogamy a natural coupling seen elsewhere in nature? Or is it an artificial construct made to deal with our challenging times? We will explore. You turned me on. Yeah, you like that one? You turned me on. Yeah, I love it. You're getting real good at those. What is it? What's the grade? Um, I'd give it, I'd give it an A. I like the slow voice. You just get me into the episode. Great. Take yeah. Us to our theme. Nice job. Okay. Theme. The theme for this episode, I think is logical. <laughs> the theme for this episode is logical explanation. Um, the reason that, that that's the theme is, is I feel like everywhere in the animal kingdom that you see monogamy or in the human species, we, that we have monogamy, um, there is a logical explanation for it. And I think that before I did this research, I didn't feel like there really was, but now I feel like there is, there's a logical explanation for all monogamy. Do you have something to say? Yeah. No, I think that there is a logical explanation. And speaking of logical explanations, I just remember that when we had our old podcast, uh, we'd be interviewing people. And sometimes I would take my pants off or you take your pants off and just try to make the other person laugh while they were were interviewing the other person. Yeah. 
Yeah, just when we, when we had an interview, one of us would get naked and try and make the other one just crack up during the interview. <laughs> we were interviewing like these bankers and like yeah, account, yeah, yeah. accountants and entrepreneurs and stuff. Oh, uh, that was good stuff. Uh, we've come, we've grown up so much. We've, we've come then, so far. Yeah. Um, and that brings us to Adam. First off, yeah. What is natural and what is artificial? Adam, first, tell us the difference between something that's naturally occurring and something that's an artificial artificial construct. Okay, so getting into this, this is a very deep topic, topic, and it could be its own podcast, but it's not going to be its own podcast. Thank we're going to do this in an appropriate amount of time. That's right. And the way we're going to do this, we're going to take you through a metaphor, okay? And the best metaphor, I think, for this natural versus artificial is food. Okay, so food. fresh food and spoiled food, it's the same as natural and artificial because it is on a continuum. When you look at the date of something, you know, you're still never really sure when a food item has spoiled. You have to use your best judgment, especially if you're in my house. My my items get past the date all the time, and I'm never really sure if they're they're uncooked, they're raw, or they're rotten or not. So you don't have a good food manager, right? Like so, my amazing amazing fiance yeah, Ashley. Exactly, great 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 thing. To monogamous say monogamous fiance. Yeah. So it goes from artificial, right? Or sorry, natural to artificial. It's somewhere on the continuum, and we have to decide whether monog where monogamy is on this scale. You have a question? I was going to say, you're saying the food goes from natural to artificial? The food, no, the food goes from usable to unusable. Right. Okay. And monogamy is somewhere on the scale of natural to artificial. Okay, cool. It's a continuum. I'm just explaining it. Okay, I, now I get it. I get it. Okay, so let's keep going with the food analogy. Let's talk about some of the problems that we get into when we try to define what is natural, what is artificial. And the first thing is wild caught salmon, Noah. So what does it mean if I get wild-caught salmon? Is that natural? I would say that that's natural, yeah. Why would you say that that's natural? Because uh, it's not processed in any way. What if it's part of a selective breeding program? What if those salmon were bred in a hatchery and then released? Mm, I like it. Little, Into the wild. I like that. Okay, I see where we're going. There, it, then it would be a little less natural, but I would still lean towards natural. On the continuum, you'd still lean towards natural. Yeah, Why? but I would have gone closer to artificial. Why would you lean towards natural? Because even though they were... They were um, Mechanically produced or whatever you call it. It was like some industrialized it's hard. production. Yeah. yeah. Some kind of industrialized production. Yeah. There's still like, it's still very unprocessed food. It's still very, you know, at the source food. It's closer to the source. Okay. Because it's closer to the source. It's more natural. Yes. Okay. So let's keep going. All right. Because it's very hard. All right. So the definition of natural, it's existing or caused by nature. It's not made or caused by humankind. So does that fall into that definition? Existing or caused by nature, not made or caused by humankind. Wild caught salmon. Yes, I, f I feel I feel like a, a little bit of it is caused by humankind, but most of it is natural. Okay. Eighty percent natural, twenty percent caused by human. Okay, let's keep going. Cheese, Havarti cheese, blue cheese, okay, cheddar cheese, okay. Can you name any more cheeses? Parmesan, Parmesan, uh, cheddar cheese. Yeah, extra sharp. Okay, Jack cheese. Brie. Surely it's natural, right? Because cheese comes from cows in nature. However, it has to be processed by humans to make the actual cheese. So is that natural? Or is that artificial? Cheese. I said cheese is like 40, 60. 60 natural, 40 processed because they got to process it. Okay, we'll keep going. Tomatoes. Like heirloom tomatoes or tasty treat tomatoes that I'm growing in my garden right now. These tomatoes are not naturally occurring tomatoes. Like we've been selectively breeding them over time to make them tasty and bigger and riper and redder and all that stuff. So is that a naturally occurring fruit? Is an heirloom tomato naturally occurring? Because it's genetically modified? Yeah. Yes, it's still naturally occurring. Why? Uh, because it, a tomato would naturally occur just not to the size and of, of the genetically modified one. So it is, it is artificial a little bit. Which one is this thing? And when we're talking about monogamy, it's very hard to tell if it's a part of nature, like a tomato on the vine, or is it something selective that we've constructed to deal with our times? So you're, Okay, so what, what you're trying to say is that even if it is artificial, why does that necessarily mean it's a bad thing? That's the, that's the next question is why is that even bad if it's artificial? I mean, everything is becoming more artificial every day. Right. It just, this is just such a deep, deep hole. Okay, and I just want you, when we're talking about monogamy, which we're going to do in just a second, I just want people to be thinking about where does it lie in this continuum and does it even matter? Because that's what we're trying to figure out is, 
is this something that we made that doesn't work and it's just artificial or is this something that is actually more a part of the laws of the universe than we think? But we got to get to this. We got to get to the, the sexual. Okay, let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get to it. Noah, take us on the journey. Let's see where we can find monogamy in the animal kingdom to see if it's naturally occurring. Okay, thank you, Adam. So when, when, you, when, you, when you think about animals, um, you would think that being as sexually promiscuous is the best for the species, right? Adam, would you think, would you think that it's best for the species to be sexually promiscuous? Right, uh, so, so they make a lot of babies. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, because then you'd have more chance of them surviving. Maybe. Right. So right. basically, if you just look at it from an evolutionary standpoint, you would think that animals are having just, just, they would just have sex with everyone. Humans would have sex with everyone. And that would cause survival to be the best. Again, this goes back to my theme, logical explanation. So there's a logical explanation for well, but, why animals but are But then you'd probably hit like a carrying capacity, right? You would go through your food and then you'd become extinct. Very good. Also, okay, so there's two types of monogamy that we see in, in the humans and the animal kingdom. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is social monogamy. This is the most common one. Happens in 5% of mammals. Yeah. And actually happens with most humans. Okay. So this is a long-term living arrangement between a male and a female from the species. They share resources. They parent together. They build their home together. They basically, they parent with each other and they share resources. And it's, the, it's for a definite amount of time. Okay. So if you're a human mm-hmm. and you move in with your girlfriend or boyfriend. Right. Just did. Just did. Okay. You're inside of an apartment. You're sharing resources. Sharing resources. You're you're kind of being socially monogamous. Yeah, social monogamy is basically that. It's the sharing of resources and like the commitment in that way. The sh- social monogamy is the sharing of resources. How about the sharing of one penis or vagina? Does okay, very good, very good. Okay, social monogamy does not have to do with that. So most animals, even that are socially monogamous, when they're in a, when they're in a relationship, when they're sharing resources, let's say the beaver. Okay, the beaver's building dams with its female beaver or male male beaver. Building big beaver dams. Building big beaver dams, taking care of their beaver children. All right, it's it still you know might go and have a little fun, a little, little beaver fun on the side, but that's still okay. It's still considered socially monogamous. Okay. okay, so that's the first definition. Yeah, the other definition is what's called genetic monogamy, and this refers to two individuals that only re- reproduce with each other. So your grandparents, your grandparents that are, that have been together for forever, for forever, yeah, okay, they they were genetically mono- monogamous, and again, most humans really only do social monogamy. They don't stay together for their entire life. They might reproduce with others, okay. Only actually, rarely do people they get together, they stay together for forever. They only have they only reproduce once. Do you have any stats on that? Like, how rare is that actually? Um, I tried to look up stats for it in the animal kingdom, and it's it doesn't really occur in the animal kingdom. The only the example that it occurs in the animal kingdom is the prairie the prairie vole, which is a small rodent that even if its partner dies, it won't mate with another. Oh right, yeah, I think swans so, swans do that as well. No, swans are actually socially. Thank you, thank you. Common misconception. Oh, okay, Adam, swans are yeah. actually socially monogamous. Oh, so so for example, like the albatross. Wait, socially monogamous. They they might live together, but they they could still get it on with someone else with another swan. They might live they might live together, but they can still get it on with something else, and that's okay with the other swan. That's what happens in the animal kingdom. Or it can even go so far as this: so an albatross that returns each year to the same nesting ground to yeah. mate. So an albatross right flies across the ocean alone all year, and then once a year it comes back and it mates with the same mate again. Okay, and it 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 does this every year. If that mate dies, the albatross will find another mate. Oh, okay. So that's right. that's that is not um. What's the next level? Yeah, that's not genetic monogamy. That's not genetic monogamy. That is social monogamy. So, okay. so you got to be like an OG monogamist. You have to be the greatest monogamist ever to get to genetic monogamy. Like, I will not mate again. Yeah, your grandparents. Yeah, your grandparents. The prairie vole. I will not mate again. So we're more socially monogamous than anything. That's else. what I'm saying. Yeah, humans are actually much more socially monogamous. Okay. What are some other animal examples that you have? Yep. Social monogamy. Okay. So bald, the bald eagle, it'll wander alone throughout the season. And then in the winter, it returns to mate with the same coupling pair. But again, if the other partner dies, it will find a new partner. So you can see how genetic monogamy, it actually kind of, it goes against uh, nature in, in that, in that it's harder to survive. If your partner, if you're an albatross and you've been mating with the same partner for 20 years and you come back 
and your partner albatross has died and you won't find another partner, that's that's pretty bad for the species. That's is a it? pretty stupid way to survive. Is it? Yes, it is. Why is that? Because then you won't reproduce and have more offspring, Adam. Right, but we just we were just talking about how having more offspring can actually be a bad thing rather than a good thing. Most of the time, especially with a low gestation period, it is a good thing. Okay. Okay. Um, I think the biggest thing the biggest thing to think about here is that most humans don't make it to genetic monogamy. Really? Even even I mean, think about it. Like with social monogamy, if you have kids, was you know, think about how many. So, the the divorce rate actually in two thousand and eight was fifty percent. 50% of, of marriages got divorced. And actually, interestingly enough, little caveat, millennials, our generation, we're, we're shooting the divorce rate down to 30. It's at 39% now. Really? And, yeah. And the reason is because millennials take longer to get married and they're pickier when they get married. And so our divorce rate is much, much, less, much, much less than the boomers. Or is that just because we haven't been through that many years of marriage yet, yet as millennials? It's because millennials write the blog posts. <laughs> well, it's because like, how old is the oldest millennial? No, that's Thir- true. 39. That, that's true. That's true. I have, Hey, let me just tell you, I have, I know a couple that I went to their wedding and then they got divorced. How old are they? Like they're, they're our age. That's when you really know you're old. When you've been to a wedding that's now divorced. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a, it's life, a right. Of, it's a right definitely a life check mark. That's right. But anyway, humans are mostly socially monogamous to make it to genetic monogamy. You have to be an OG. Okay, you got to be Alex Rodriguez of monogamy. Is he monogamous, Alex Rodriguez? Monogamous with steroids. With J-Lo. Him and J-Lo just... She is socially monogamous. He's socially monogamous too. You think okay, if J-Lo they died, get he'd, together, find a, he'd find another I think that Jenny from the block? Got, There's I no other it, Jenny from the block. I think him and J-Lo got together and they shared resources for a while, right? And yeah. it, if they would have had kids, they would have raised offspring for a little bit, maybe for a season. They do have kids. Do they have kids? I don't know. Probably. That'd be a perfect example because then they, they would raise the offspring for a season and then maybe A-Rod would go find someone else next season in the winter when he flew back home. A-Rod, A-Rod the, the, the bald eagle. Oh, okay. But that's not... Humans usually operate where it's like we have uh, we have a partner for a longer than that. Longer than a season, you could say. Yes. So yeah. we... Exactly. We have partners for a long time, but the albatross, yeah. right? Or the bald eagle, they have partners for years. Years. 20 years. The bald eagle, symbol of freedom and monogamy. <laughs> symbol of America, freedom and monogamy. That's and social why, monogamy. That's why it's our okay. national bird. And Adam. Yeah. Talking about why monogamy happens. Yeah. Okay, why does this even happen? So what? there's two main reasons this happens. Yeah. One is the paternal investment, right? So when a species has a high amount of paternal investment for its kids, their kids take a long time to sexually mature, such as chimpanzees. Okay, which take ten years to, to sexually mature. Chimpanzee. Yep. Or the and the other kids of the family they contribute to rearing the child. Those are the ones that are usually um, monogamous. When there's a high amount of paternal need. No, sorry, not paternal. Yeah, paternal. Paternal need. Okay, so and you're saying that humans have a, a high paternal need. Right. So think about it. a human baby. Right. Takes forever to grow up. We're yeah. not we're not parents yet, but takes forever to grow up. So Long you need time. so you need that monogamous pairing to help raise the kids. A really good example of this is um, the penguins and planet Earth. So basically, one one penguin, it's on it's on the egg, and while it's warming the egg, the other penguin has to go run into the ocean, get 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 the fish, and come back, and they switch off. So they'd never be able to raise their young if they weren't a monogamous pair. If they were just going around not being monogamous, right? Because it takes so much time right. to raise the baby. That you couldn't be, you need the other help, help from right. the other you partner. Right, you need the other's help. Yeah. Okay, the second biggest reason, and this is really seen with primates, is infanticide. In, oh, infant, yeah. Infanticide. Infanticide. Infanticide, okay, which is the killing of infants from other, other adults of the same species. Right, done by males. Done by males, and the reason that males usually do this is, to, is that, let's say that there's a female that has a baby. A male goes and kills the baby... To put the female back into ovulation so that he has a better chance of, of mating with her again. Yeah, it's pretty it's a pretty fucked up uh, it's pretty fucked situation. Up. But you can see how just the evolution survival machine in the creature, it would get to that point. They're just like, I want to mate. But why does he specifically I it's that specifically thinking about the individual more than the species? Yes, but that's that's what animals do. They think about the individual over the species and that but the ways that they think about the individual happen to make the species survive better. Insect, and this is one of the cases that it doesn't. 
yeah, that, that's a that's a weird one. It's just a weird one to me because you would think that there would be something built in where that would be not a great advantage. In, like, in over sixty percent of primate species, um, there there is infanticide. Huge problem with the primates. Basically, us. Yeah. So they kill all. They'll they'll kill the entire all the babies of the mother just so that they could get their own genetics in there. Just so that they can get their own genetics in there. Okay. So because this became so prevalent. Scientists believe that this is what caused monogamous pairings because the fe- the female needs another male to pre- to protect the children from other males. Does that happen in all not all primates, but like specifically sixty percent of primate species? That's insane. So like all the great apes? Yes, the great apes, da- chimp, chimpanzees, chimps, bonobos. Yep. Siamang. gorillas, gorilla. Um. Yeah, so it's crazy. Also, side note, sexual dimorphism. Okay, animals that are monogamous generally have a low sexual dimorphism. Sexual dimorphism means the different size between a male and a female. Okay, humans, large sexual dimorphism. Male, it's, I think it's moderate. Like it's, moderate. Male, yeah. male, males are bigger than females. But not like a fucking, you know, not like a spider female is to a spider male. Not like on that scale. Right. So, but generally, mm-hmm. mon- monogamous species, think about the bald eagle. Okay, think about the penguin. Yeah. Think about the gray wolf. Yeah. Okay, think about the size of the male and the female. They're generally the same size. In mammals? Yes. In mammals, when you're when you're monogamous, you're generally the same size. Yeah, I mean, we're I, I don't think we're that much different in size. I mean, what's the average no, female no, no, size? We are, we, okay, so we are we are considered much, much, much more different in size than a gray wolf, a bald eagle, or a penguin. Oh, okay. So they're similar in size and strength. Like they're Okay, they're really similar. They're really similar, right? Okay, so we have some sexual dimorphism, and therefore we have a higher chance of polygamy. Like we're more inclined to polygamy. We are we are more inclined to have have less monogamy if you're just looking at sexual dimorphism. Okay. Okay. Why is that? Because, I don't know. Is that's it, just what they've seen. That's, that's it, what they've seen from the from the data. Is it because the males, um, if with you're sexually dimorphized because the males have to be more aggressive to fight in, I, in a polygamous kind of society. I think it's because with lower sexual dimorphism, yeah, there's just a similarity of role. So let's say that the gray wolf, they're both like the same size. Yeah, they're both gonna be going to hunt and taking care. Of, they can both go hunt, take care of the baby, and switch off. But gray wolves are monogamous, right? They are socially monogamous. They're socially monogamous. Yes, the alpha male and the alpha female, they pair up to make the power couple. If you think of gorillas, at least in the studies that I was reading, gorillas are like twice the size of the female gorilla. And that's because they have to fight for all their mates, right? All the males, they're either in a bachelor group. Yes. They're very by themselves. Very good example, Adam. Bachelor group by themselves, or they have to fight to be part, to have a harem, basically, of right. females. But, so they have very different roles. Right, and that makes them less monogamous because the gorilla has a harem, but he's the, not monogamous. He has to be huge to fight other males. Yes. But do you see what I'm saying? Is that they have very different roles, the females and the, and and him. The females take care of the babies, and they're his harem. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. Okay, that covers animals. So that's interesting. So you're saying, why are we a little bit bigger? Are we more inclined to be like the gorilla, or more inclined to be like the gray wolf? Very good. God, I like how you did that. Right. Yeah. You are know. we inclined to have similar roles like the gray wolf? Or are we more inclined to be the gorilla? Just something completely different than the females and males. Yeah. Way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, paternal investment, infanticide, that's why there's monogamy. Adam, that covers animals. Bring us, bring us to humans. Bring us back to the human. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about humans and what humans do across cultures. So the current data... From the Journal of the Frequency of Marriage Systems Across Societies. That's not the journal. That's the study done in 2019. Only 16% of human cultures are strictly monogamous. 16% of human cultures are strictly monogamous. The majority of societies, the vast majority, embrace a mix of marriage types with some monogamous and some polygamous, some also polyandrous, which means that a woman may marry several men. Just, I should have did wow. this, done this. Uh, a dis- woman harem. A woman harem. A wareham. Yeah, a wareham. You know, I should have done this disclaimer up front that we're specifically talking about heterosexual relationships. We just, I just couldn't find the data on homosexual dif- uh, relationships is totally different for this subject. So we're not going to cover it here. Capiche? Capiche. Capash. Okay. Well, I, well, I, 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 I just, just, just to touch, can I touch on it? Sure. Yeah. Um, as you can see, like one of the main, the main driver of monogamy is having kids or protecting those kids. 
in a, in a homosexual relationship, reprodu- reproduction, you can't reproduce. Yeah, but you can adopt a child. I just said we weren't going to get into it. Now we're getting into it. All right, it. no, no, skip over it. It's, it would be interesting. There's data on uh, <clears throat> homosexual couples that adopt a child. Right? You're, or, you're talking or, about a human. I'm talking about an animal. Or they have a baby and then they bring it into the relationship. Like what are, what are the, the marriage... Um, systems in that relationship what are the frequencies in that one right but i don't i had not looked at any data about that i'm just talking about i'm talking about an animal yeah no i know you're talking about an animal An animal, right talking about how widespread polygamy is it's common in kenya nigeria somalia and mozambique so you think of the tribes of africa right you think that oh that's maybe that's the only place where people have multiple wives but that's not actually true okay asia has a majority of muslim countries i'm talking about currently now that retain the traditional teachings of the quran that permit polygamy China was very polygamous, common up through the mid-1900s, okay? 20,000 polygamous marriages in the UK. Obviously, the Mormons in the US, polygamous. Jews. You ever heard of a Jew? I've heard of a Jew. Okay, Jews. Not forbidden in the Old Testament. All the big dogs, like Abraham, Moses, etc., had multiple wives. The big dogs had multiple wives. You remember? I remember that in Hebrew school, reading about like, oh, this is Abraham's like sixth wife, Rachel, and I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Abraham's just getting everywhere. Yeah, and I'm sitting in Hebrew school, just sitting the most in, unsexual place in the universe. By the way, we were so bored in Hebrew school that we would go to the main power coupling uh, thing for the whole school and turn them off, and the whole we school would turn would off go all off. the power of Hebrew school. Also, we would it was a circle, so we would race around the Hebrew school. When, uh, we would race around it. It was yeah, it was actually it was like a track. It was a yeah. circle. They hated the us, hated hated us. And, it, and we hated them. We hated them. It, it was, was a parasitic time. relationship. When I think of Hebrew school, I think of the smell of just cream cheese rubbed into the floor. I think, I think of the just, rug. I think I'm just the gross. smell, I think horrible just smell. Things that I hate. But the racing, I would go back there to have a race. I would go fucking back and have a race right Th- now. You have to go through the gift shop, which is where they yell at you. All the old Jewish women yell at you. That's part of the race. But if you make it, they're like the Tuscan Raiders in podcasting. <laughs> or sorry, in, in pod racing. <laughs> um, okay. So humans. So humans. Polygamy. On closer inspection, right, you'd think that all there's all these societies that are polygamous. The majority is polygamous. So what's up with monogamy, right? Because we're, if we're living in the U.S., seems pretty monogamous. So on closer inspection from... The Journal of the Frontiers in Ecology and Evolution, 2019. While humans do con- condone polygamy across a majority of societies, actually most marriages are monogamous, and this is consistent with foraging groups. Most societies exhibit multiple types of marriages and mating relationships, but monogamy is the dominant marriage type cross-culturally. Sex occurs outside of marriage, okay, as we, we know, but human extra parapaternity rates are relatively low when compared to monogamous birds and mammals. So what does that all mean? It just means that Mono- while polygamy is the most um, dominant form of frequency across societies, polygamy is polygamy. Yeah, Poly- polygamy is yes, yes. Polygamy is the most dominant. Form if you if you're a society mating. and you had to pick one marriage type, it would be polygamy. Right now, by by a long shot, a man, but, a man, and by polygamy, you mean a man with multiple women. But monogamy in these societies that are polygamous, that that can that like um condone polygamy where it's okay to do it not condone god damn it permit it where it's okay to do it the majority of societies do p- permit polygamy like it's an okay socially to do but in these societies that have polygamy the dominant or the most frequent marriage type is monogamy does that make sense your okay questions. so okay so your the questions most, now the most frequent is monogamy yes. but they permit polygamy most societies permit polygamy by okay. a long shot however in those societies that are polygamous, the dominant marriage structure is monogamy. What is it? And what is it called when a woman has a man harem? A marum? Polyandrous. A warum. That's a warum? Po- oh, yeah. A warum. A warum is polyandrous, and mm-hmm. then the other way around is polygamy? Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Such as, you know, that book we read where the woman, the woman spider, the weird, the Dungeons and Dragons book where she would have a bunch of men. Yeah, she yeah, was just yeah, stepping yeah. a bunch of men, but she didn't even care. Right. She had a man harem. Worst book ever. Worst book Worst ever. Of Legend of Drizzt. Wor- Legend of Drizzt. Legend of Drizzt. Don't read it. It's if, bad. Let me tell you something. If the book has Dungeons and Dragons on the cover, there's Did, a good chance that you should not read it unless you're really like your next level. Unless you're next and level. We're not next level, nerd. We're like there. We're we're right there though. Yeah, but we're, I don't think we were there for that. We were there for that book. I haven't played any D and D, but I've been invited to it. I've been interested, but I still haven't done. I've it been yet. invited to yeah. D. I've been invited to D and D once too, and, and I haven't taken the plunge. Taking the plunge. The D and D plunge. It's just a little too much. 
to do the voices. We dabble in, we dabble in that level though. We dabble in we that don't, level. We, we do. I dip my foot. I in. stop at the. I'm a lurker I stop in at, that level. I stop at the the character. I think becoming a character, making a voice. Really? I want to come to the board game as Noah. As me, I think that would be play. really fun though. I think it could if be you, fun if you could get into it. Yeah, maybe. It's like, it talking about monogamy. It's yeah. like a little role play. Right? You gotta spice yeah. things up. So why why is this monogamy is the most frequent across the even these ones that permit polygamy? Why is monogamy the most frequent? The evolution of fatherhood plays a big role, like you were saying. So in all known cultures of humans, men engage with their children. Of course, yes, obviously there's some kids that grow up and never know their fathers, right? They have deadbeat fathers that run off, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's, that's the exception. This is a terrible thing, okay? Um, but usually, in all known cultures, males have some sort of role with their children. Furthermore, fathering is uncommon across other mammals, but it's frequent in birds, the monogamous bunch of critters that they are. The reason for this is that paternity creates certainty for men that you know that that is your baby, right? If it's polygamous... Or everyone's just stooping everyone in a stoop everyone society. You don't know if that's your baby, so you're less inclined to take care of it. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I got a, I got a question. I got a question about this. Sure. Do you do you think that if you were in a polygamous, well, you're not talking about polygamous. You're talking about just everyone a group sex, basically. A stoop, a stoop fest. A, a stoop, uh, otherwise known as a stoop fest. Yeah, a stoop fest. Do you think that if you were in a stoop fest, mm -hmm. and there were like let's say ten women and ten men, yeah, do you think that you'd be able to find your baby? No, no, that's the problem. Really? Wait, 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 no. But no. but like, so my baby would be short and Jewish. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, your baby would be short and Jewish. Yeah, do you know? But like, you know what I mean? If I, your baby, if you had a baby and it started complaining about kind of like the food, the mom's breast that it was getting, you would know. Complaining, it was started just complaining. Yeah. I was like, this like teat, this, this, this teat is not as good. The other babies are sucking. I'm like, that's it. There he is. The other the baby baby's like, this is a great teat. And the Jewish one's and like, Jewish yeah, one's like, like, this, this sucks. Can I have both? Can I have both teats? Why can't I have Can this we make bed? a deal? Can um, we make a deal for the teat? That's yeah. interesting. And now I actually think about it. If you had like 10 different men and women, it yeah. would be tough to tell your baby. No, you have. Well, you would never know for sure. You'd never know for sure. You'd never know for sure. And because you don't know for sure, then you are less inclined to take care of that baby. Okay. This makes total sense. This is right? great. You're less inclined to take care of the baby. So the, so fatherhood right? And monogamy. If you know it's your baby, you want to take care of it. And for the woman, there's certainty of resources. So if she has a partner, she's certain to get resources. Whereas if it's a stup fest, she's not certain to get resources from anyone because they're not sure that that's their baby, the father's. That may, okay, that makes total sense. You basically, you stay with the same woman to make sure no one's mating with her so you know it's your baby. Yeah, exactly. I totally get it. Okay. Okay, so let's let's move on to open kimono because I think we're going to have a little a lot to say in here about how we feel about this, whether it's natural or not, and just any kind of... Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What whoa. species most similar to us whoa. do? Whoa. Yep. Before, before, That's before, what I meant. Before we hit open Sorry, kimono. I was so excited for open kimono. No, you're good. You're good. And I loved your section. Yep. So, so bef before we hit open kimono, okay, yep. what do species most similar to us do? I think it's, it's important to look right, at, the, right, look yeah. at the animal yep. kingdom and see, you know, what can we see from these species? And let me just, just take you, how similar are we to these creatures? Right. Okay. So the closest animals to us on the family tree are orangutans, gorillas, chimpanzees, Orangutan. and bonobos, the mm -hmm. great apes. Okay, six million years ago, there was a common ancestor of chimpanzees and us. We have not found that fossil. Obviously, that's a huge, you know, point for the creationism. Yeah. What? Because we, we, we have not found the fossil that basically connects chimps to humans. Okay. Has not been found yet. But, but the, the lack of evidence does not mean evidence. It does not mean evidence, the lack of evidence, but I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. Human DNA is 1.2% different from that of chimpanzees and bonobos. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's barely different for, okay. And for example, when you get to the end of the monkey tree, yeah. Tarsiers, do you guys, tarsier, tarsier, the cutest little thing in the world. Look up an image of a tarsier. It's so cute. Cute little thing. I, I showed eyes. Ashley the image and she was like, ew, the giant eyes. So cute. Okay. So when you get to the end of the monkey tree, tiny little thing, tiny little thing. When you get to the end of the monkey tree, they are 7% different. Madagascar. Okay, so that just shows you Crazy chimps, 1.2% different. End of the monkey tree, 7%. So chimps are just really, they're really fucking like us. Okay. Okay. Biggest difference between chim uh, chimpanzees and bonobos, chimps dominate, uh, they, they're led by a dominant alpha male. 
and they and they lead by aggression. Okay, we're gonna start with chimps. Chimps. We're gonna do chimps and bonobos. Yeah. We're gonna start with chimps. Okay. Chip, males become sexually mature at 15 years old. Okay. Similar, close-ish to, to humans. Females begin their menstrual cycle around the age of 13. Again, close to humans. Okay. Male ch- chimpanzees are organized from the alpha male all the way down. Yeah. They can live in big groups from 20 to 100 that are pretty sizable. The males patrol the community boundaries and they'll attack other males that try and get in. Okay. And, and now to the mating. Female chimps will mate with a multitude of males. This is a stuff fest, right? It's a stuff fest. Yeah. Female chimps will mate with mul- multitude of males when they are at peak fertility and they are considered polyandrous. Okay. So I think actually polyandrous is just a stuff fest. Now, polyandrous is that a woman has many. Males. I think polyandrous is a stuff fest. I think, but there, maybe there is societies where a woman has many men, but the men have one woman. Well, not in chimps. Not in chimps. No. Okay, we'll look that up. What's the scientific I'll name I'll for bet a you, I'll bet you on that. What's the scientific name for a stuffest? Stuff scientific name for a stuffest? Yeah. Um. Monkey orgy. Stuffest. Okay. Stuffest is the scientific yeah, that's name. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So basically, female chimps have a stuffest with with a ton of males. Okay. They have a lot of sexual partners, unless they are prevented in doing so by the dominant male. Yeah. Okay. So the dominant male might be like, "No, you're not. You can't do that." Chimps also engage in courtship mating where a male and female sexual partner will leave the group. So they'll disappear for like weeks at a time to mate, to mate with each other. Yeah. And again, you know, they might do that for one season. Then the next season they're doing, they're courting different people. So there's a lot of stripping. Yeah. But they are, okay. Chimps will also mate all year like humans instead of in an exact season. Yeah. Okay. So there, and this is actually considered, it's considered social monogamy as a group. They're group socially monogamous. Why? Because they don't step outside of the group? Because they all raise the kids and they all take take care of the food. At least the females. The females all do together. Okay. Okay? It was it was thought for a while that, that male chimps could not even recognize their offspring. Okay? However, new research from the Jane Goodall Institute, using 25 years of data collection on 17 father chimps and 49 mother-infant pairs, found that males do, males do associate with their offspring much more than other offspring. They clean them more. They groom them more. So it does seem like males can either associate or they have a good feeling that that is their offspring and they do kind of want, they want to interact with it more. So there's evidence to say that they, they have some sort of, they're Bond. able to sort of recognize that they have some sort they have some sort of recognize. Do they favor the child? They favor the child. Exactly. Also, interestingly enough, okay, males, um, if their mother moves to a different tribe, they will commonly, or a different group, the male will commonly move with the mother. So the males and the mom have a strong relationship. Okay. But basically, in a species just like us, it's a stuff fest. What about other bands of chimpanzees that do they ever cross band um, mate? They do. Very good. The mm-hmm. female sometimes in secret, covert, yes. covert mating, they yes. go to the other groups. In, in, um, in not as advanced great apes, like the newer age monkeys, like, um, lemurs and like tamarins and stuff like that it's really common for another monkey from another group to come into the group and the females love it when the other males come in like a foreign male i was just thinking yeah, about like so uh, great if i was thinking about like you know college campuses you go to visit a college campus or like someone comes to vi- someone's cousin comes to Absolutely. visit you know and it's just yeah, like yeah. ooh, like someone's Although, yeah. someone's you know who is this girl that's going to visit and everyone's visiting. like everyone's like yeah like cousin Cousin Bex is looking good or like when you're the visitor, yeah, it's always good. When you're the when you're the yeah. other, when you're the outside, right. Or, always good for or, me. You know, yeah, like, ooh, cousin Noah, he's coming yeah. in. Question about that. Maybe it's because, you know, genetic like yeah. genetic diversity yeah. is better for the species. No, and so yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So I know so maybe we are inclined to have sex with the other. Totally. You see the other come in, and you're like, Oh, genetic variation, yeah. mutations in my genes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. In absolutely. college, if it there dude, is something to it that like you know, someone comes to visit a, a dude. They're boning. Uh, one of your dude friends comes to visit. He's getting it. He's like, he's yeah, it's happening. He's getting it. You know, shut fest or, or not. If he's, you know, yeah. Well, if, if we call that actually uh facultative monogamy, Ooh, what is, is actually that? a sign not of by word choice? For it. Facultative monogamy is monogamy, not by choice. So in, in other words, when cousin Rick comes in, he's a gross dude. Yeah. And he doesn't get it sex. He's facultatively monogamous. Right. Because he just doesn't bone. Validated monogamy is actually like for animals. It's for animals that there's like one animal, one other female per like 100 miles. Yeah. So they can't find another one. I'd love to just study 
the study of college campuses and like the interaction between yeah, the animals. I'm into that. Just like a bunch of animals in a zoo. It really is not a great place to study at all. Great place to study human interaction. Really just as an animal. Just a bunch of like plants moving around. Absolutely. Animals. Talking about plants and college campuses. Yeah. Let's talk about bonobos for a second. Sure. Okay. According to a study published in Behavior in 2014. All right, let me just say this. Chimpanzees, they, they rule their society by aggression. Okay, basically. Bonobos rule the society by sex. Oh, wow. Okay. They are, they are a female-ruled society. They are a, mat- they are a matriarchy. Okay. And they, that's not tight. And, and they, will, they, will, they will commonly use sex as a way to diffuse behavior and for the group to get along. What? Okay. So let me give you a for instance. Oh, it's a matriarchy. It's a matriarchy run by females. They have a lot of sex. Maybe if, you know, if, if we were run by females, we might, there might be more sex with men. Okay. Possibly. When the group, when the group arrives at a situation they need to resolve, they do it by sex. So for instance, when they arrive at a feeding tree, so let's say they get to a a tree with a bunch of fruit. Yeah. They're all freaking out because they're like, who gets to get the fruit first? Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of tension. Who's going to get the richest pickings from that tree? Okay. So the females will then go up to each other and they'll have lots of genital contact. They'll rub genitals together. They'll rub with their hand. They'll just rub a lot of genitals. And this, this relieves the feeling of tension and stress. Then once they calm down, they easily can just grab the fruit from the tree. And they've, they scientists have, witness, have witnessed this all the time. Once they've gotten their genitals rubbed and touched? Yeah. So they'll, Are the males involved or is it just the females? There's a lot of female to female. Because they're the dominant. They're, the they're the doms. The males are just sit. The males are sitting around, just like hoping that they get some, some fruit some, some after fruit. the females are after done. After the females have their sex. That's right. After the female. So the females are all freaking out. Which dominant female is going to get it? Touch. They touch each other's thing. They touch it. They rub. They rub it together. They rub the vagina together. Okay, and then they're all happy. Question and clarification. Yeah. Um, bonobos are not chimpanzees. Okay, right. They're they're different. They're a different species. They're a different species than chimp. But how did bonobos evolve to become sexual, while chimpanzees evolved to become aggressive? Oh, that's so good, right? That's so good. Damn it! They had this. I had this. I had this because they're so similar. Those oh. are the two species most closely okay, so related to us. Not only are they similar, they they live in they live in similar areas. Uh huh. They live in similar areas too. And and interestingly enough, their their disposition is so different. In zoos, when like a train goes by or something, yeah. the the chimpanzees will start to like be really aggressive and like run around and like bang the cage. Yeah. And like the bonobos will hide. What? So they're like they're basically like Oh a, my god, we're a, gonna we're gonna have to do the chimp episode. Uh, dude, I'm, we're gonna that, do a chimp episode. That was such a good question. And I in the article I was reading, they had it, and I didn't include it in my notes. We're, so we're I don't want to just like we're going to do an episode out. on the great apes and also the Madagascar. Oh, oh my god, uh, lemurs! Yeah. So anyway, bonobos are like they're like the chi- they're like the chimps that you would want to hang out with. Yeah, they're the sex society chimp. I just wonder how that happened because they're so closely related. But wrap us up because we are running. Long. No, we're we're ready to fucking go. Let's go. Let's go up and come on. I'm just saying this, the two species most like us bonobos and chimps. It's a shit fest. Yeah. Especially with bonobos. Yeah, good old-fashioned stuff fest. Okay, okay, let's go up on kimono. Let's do it. Okay, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll give you a break because you just talked a lot. Okay, go. So is it natural, right? Is it natural, a monogamous relationship, or is it artificial? I think that for me, it is natural enough. I mean, we find it in nature. It's very common across human societies. In fact, it's the most common across societies. We find it in nature, and it makes sense that we weren't monogamous there would be, I think that there would be tons of war to get females as a resource, and that doesn't sound like a civilized society. So if you can imagine it's just a fest, like a chimpanzee fest, mm-hmm. it just sounds like it would be a very aggressive society because you would have to you would have to fight other males for your female. Like not in, you know what I mean? Like if people didn't pair off, it would just be a fest, and there would be more, it seems like there would be more fighting. Okay. Okay. To me. Uh, it is... We do, we do fight the, in a social way. There's social fighting for females. We do fight in a social way, but once you're paired off, you kind of take the, the other one gets off the market. So I don't think that the market is as much of like a bazaar, like an Indian bazaar, right? It's more of kind of like a, a shop. It's like a nicer shop. You get to go in, look at the goods. You, you look at the goods, it's right? You like, take one, take well, it home. I'm, uh, okay, but at a bar... Yeah, no, at a bar right, on the a, dance floor when the music is pumping, no, that's no. a battleground. Yeah, no, a bar is absolutely a battleground. That's right? an but absolute battle. You got to be a male and like you no, got to literally totally. be a male and protect your territory. That's right. what it it's does. a little more civilized, but you know, not in Boston. Not in Boston. Not really oh in my Boston. God. Um, you know, or other cities like that. Hold on, if you're a male at a bar, this is the section that people really want to hear. If yeah. you, if you're a male at a bar and you dock with a female, 
Sure, yeah. Okay, you you got her, you you dock her. Can okay. I, can I dance with you? If you go get drinks, yeah, get you've drinks. now left her alone on the dance floor. There's right. a very good there's chance a very good chance some other male that other males are gonna come in to try and get her. So you gotta leave her with your boys, right? Your social clout. Oh, you no, there she's gonna be with her girls, and then your boys have to just kind of get in with the girls. Right, right. The, it's a group thing, really. At a bar is a really a group thing. A bar is actually matriarchal. Oh, definitely, yeah. A bar is major. Girls have all the power at the bar. Absolutely, for sure. Totally agree with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about this. At a, at a bar, the female really gets to choose the male. Oh, definitely. Which is a matriarchal society. Or it's not like the males can just fight each other at the bar and then the winner gets the girl, although that does happen. But there's, there's other things going on at a bar that are difficult. I think that, you know, the groups, you basically have success almost as a group. It's hard to be alone a lone wolf in a bar. It's very hard to be a lone wolf because, but since it's a since it's matriarchal, yeah, the women if they see you alone, yeah, they're just gonna be like he doesn't have enough social clout to uh, for me to have sex with him. Yeah, absolutely, right. Major, yeah. it's matriarchal. The women choose at the bar. Okay, I love your point. I'm gonna finish off my open kimono. I, okay, I have a lot to say. Okay, okay so monog- say. monogamy, right? I do think it's natural enough. I, we see it occurring, um, and I think that. You know, it's very difficult because we have, a, you know, these uh, these giant penises. And we have these sex drives we were talking about in another episode and the weird animal sex, right? Yeah. So it's very difficult, unfortunately, to be genetically monogamous, right? Which is sort of so- socially acceptable. But as you get older, you start to say, like, is it really, like, genetically monogamous or is it more socially monogamous? Like, that seems to be acceptable. I mean, the divorce rate is 50%. Was 50% millennials. We're taking it down to 39%. We're, we're taking it down to 39%. So I think that maybe we should be more understanding that monogamy is very difficult for everyone involved. And, but some things, sometimes things that are difficult are worth doing, worth trying, you know? Interesting. So, you, so you're saying that it basically, it would be, it would be complete madness. I'm saying that, it. I'm saying that I think that it would be crazier without it. And I think that it is natural enough. It was more natural than I thought before I did all the research. I was like, this isn't going to be it. It's not going to be natural. I was like, oh, no, we, we see it. It does make sense with the, the role of children, the fatherhood, right? That makes a lot of sense. So okay. I do think, you know, I think that it's worth pursuing. It could be worth pursuing. Let me tell you exactly why humans are monogamous. Sure. Okay. Tell I only me. got this clarity from doing this research. This is exactly why they're monogamous. Yeah. This is why we have Dungeons well, and Dragons. Well, this is why we have monogamy in the way that we have it now. Too much Warcraft. Right? Yeah. And that is, right, Warcraft... Yeah, and legalized marijuana, and now dudes are just sitting in their basement yeah. playing Warcraft. No, so the the reason is because so so again, listeners, remember the two the two main the the main thing that causes monogamy is parental investment. Okay, yeah. So you can imagine back in the day we were hunter gatherers, raising a human to adulthood was probably what like fifth, probably at like thirteen or fourteen. You're like just just fucking go, go fucking kill someone something or do something right, be useful. Yeah. But in modern society. The way that we've gotten, you can't just give, you can't just say go to the world. The world is too complex. Very complex. It's way too complex. We, you can't say at 16 that you're ready to go, that you're ready to just Even more go. complex, much more complex than 20 years ago. No, where the boomers, they're just like, hey, boomer, like you have a degree. Here's like a job. Here's a house. Like, Thanks for the divorce up. rate. You know? Talk, boomers, interesting, boomers more socially monogamous. Millennials more genetically monogamous. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, society is so complex now. Yeah. Right. That you need to like raise your kid. I mean, like for you, mm-hmm. mother is still raising you. You're 30. Interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why do so, you say that? So, so what I'm saying is that like when, when, I mean, really your kid's not like an adult till after, after college or mm-hmm. really till after high school. So right. it's like, you need to raise the kid for 20 years be- because of that. And because of the unbelievable financial investment that raising a kid is now, Yeah. there's he, no way that you, humongous. that you could humongous. not, I mean, a lot of people aren't, and that's fine. But it's it's very difficult to see to, where that to would work. see that kid through without being monogamous. Well, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of single parents, and I think it's very difficult. Yes, but, but do you do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, you see, you see what I'm saying because because modern society is so complicated, complicated. and we need to raise the kid. We, the the kid it takes so long for them to get ready for the world, yeah. and so many resources and that you know, I just in modern society you can see that monogamy is the one that makes the most sense, especially now with delayed. You know, delayed adulthood that's happening. Delayed adulthood. Yeah. Tell us about that buzzword. Well, I, it's with all the with all of the degrees that you need 
in some fields, the degree gating and other things like that, it takes longer and longer point. and you get older and older yeah. before you get to be totally responsible. 30 years old, you're first getting out of grad school, whatever yeah, it school. happens. Some of our friends, we've seen it. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think before this, I was like monogamy stupid because, babe, I whoa. love you. Whoa, Ashley, whoa, 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 Ashley. whoa, 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 whoa. I was, I, I was like, babe, I love you. You know, monogamy is 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 but monogamy is kind of dumb yeah but then i did this research and you can see that actually no it naturally occurs and because of our environment it, it kind of makes sense yeah no i totally agree i i actually i thought i was gonna feel worse about it but i, I feel better about monogamy a little bit after after this i feel better about monogamy you too what, we did this research yesterday i had a good night we had a good night you had a good I night felt, with your girlfriend i felt good about monogamy there was no arguments you know i felt felt calm you know, I did my thing. Yeah, was, and you're you're like, no, I were monogamous. I was like, yeah, because if we have ch- if we have children, it would be basically impossible. Like, to you not know what? Be. Maybe maybe we're doing something that is is a good option instead of like a really stupid option. Okay, Adam, where can people find us? Oh, shout outs. Don't do it. He who must not be named. Ex boyfriend of one Sarah, our sister. Shout out to him. Shout as, out to as him. Usual. Because, Thanks for the month. You know why? Because of love. Because of love. Because I love love. Because of monogamy. Because of monogamy. Because I love of love, love and because of monogamy. Who else are you gonna shout out? Um, shout out to shout out to chimps and the, shout out to the great apes are just fucking go- awesome. Yeah. Just shout out to, shout out to the shout great out apes. to orangutans. Hey, shout- anything that sw- breakiates that swings from a tree like a simang. That's you know, cool thing to shout super out. Cool. Yeah, it's super fucking cool. Yeah. And you're yep. doing a swinging with your a arms. Swinging motion. Hey, shout out to all of our friends that have given us love that have texted us. Listen to the podcast. Everyone that's listening to the podcast. Thank you so much, guys. It's been great. Great amount of support. So really appreciate it. Um, the things that you guys can do to help podcasts are the the number one thing we're going to ask for anything is to subscribe to the podcast so that when it comes out, you get a notification on your phone and you can listen to the podcast. So subscribe and listen. That's all we're going to ask for right now. Just subscribe. And you know what? If you see someone that you think would like the podcast, show it to them. That's a huge, huge. favor to us. Guys, yeah. we love you. Monogamy happens in the world, and it, it is more natural, pro- I hope, probably than you think. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Have fun stripping.